Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you very much, Dan Watkins. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, it is now uh, 10 minutes, or about nine, 8 minutes after 10 o'clock as we head towards the midnight hour. And uh, we have not talked about the war in Ukraine um, in recent nights. And there's been a couple of developments in the last um, couple of days that I want to bring to your attention. Um, the first is a very troubling development. I would hope that most of you have seen this uh, video of this um uh, Russian aircraft uh, that took down a U.S. drone over the Black Sea uh, yesterday. This was um, a comment from the Pentagon spokesman Patrick Ryder. Cut number one, please, Rob. First of all, um, I would like to highlight U.S. European Command's statement released earlier today confirming that two Russian Su-27 aircraft conducted unsafe and unprofessional inter- and unprofessional intercept uh, with a U.S. Air Force intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance unmanned MQ-9 aircraft that was operating within international airspace over the Black Sea today. Well, it looked to me as if the Russians knew exactly what they were doing. Um, you may call it unprofessional, might even call it unsafe, um, but there wasn't much of a lack of competence. It's, it, they, they took down, and I believe I heard on the news tonight that the um, the drone is a, is a $35 million aircraft, which, again, you know, it's not uh, a billion-dollar aircraft. It's not like a stealth bomber, but it's it's still a pretty piece of uh, expensive a piece of equipment to end up in the bottom of the Black Sea. And right now there are Russian ships out there trying to salvage the U.S. drone to get it up and out of the water. Uh, I don't think U.S. ships even have access uh, to the Black Sea, so that that's a problem. And then um, earlier today, I believe, uh, Ryder was asked about whether or not we were looking for an apology from um, from the Russians. This is cut number 38, the bottom of the sheet, Rob, cut 38. No, we did not ask for an apology. Uh, again, uh, our focus was on highlighting uh, the fact, as we've made very clear publicly and privately, that the United States will continue to fly and operate in international airspace uh, in accordance with international law. So didn't ask for an apology. That's sort of interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I think what the Russians have said is that we were not in international airspace. Um, so that's a problem. Um Again, Pentagon spokesperson Pat Ryder um, emphasizes doesn't want a conflict, but we're, we are still going to be involved in Ukraine. Cut 39, Rob. As far as, um, you know, Russian perceptions, again, I think it's important to take a step back and look at the big picture here. The United States focus in the region, the focus with Ukraine is solely on providing Ukraine with the support that it needs to defend itself. You've heard us say before that Ukraine has a right to defend itself and we have a right to help them alongside the international community to do that. So so the United States does not seek conflict 
with Russia. We do not seek escalation with Russia. Uh, and so we're going to continue to stay focused on our primary uh, mission in the Ukraine area, which is supporting Ukraine in its fight. Well, yeah, I get that. Um, but well, one, one more soundbite. He talks about the decision to release the drone video. I don't think the drone video was intended to embarrass uh, Russia. Uh, if anything, I think the drone video shows that in that part of the world, the Russians pretty much do what they want. And this um, aircraft uh, intentionally took this drone down. Uh, and it, it, I thought it was a fairly skillful piece of um, uh, aviation maneuvering. Uh, I, I don't think that the, the Russians would see it any uh, any different way. Cut number 40. It's not unusual for us to release imagery. Uh, of unsafe, unprofessional incidents. We've done that in other situations. Uh, and so particularly in this case, uh, given the reckless and dangerous behavior and to demonstrate uh, publicly uh, uh, what type of actions the Russians had taken, we felt that it was important to provide this imagery. Uh, certainly there are certain considerations that we have to take into account when dealing with imagery to include the classification uh, to ensure that we're not inadvertently putting out sensitive information uh, but in this case, we were able to, to work through that and provide that. So in addition to that development, the president of Poland, uh, Andrzej Duda, uh, said today that his country will become the first NATO member to send fighter jets to Ukraine. These fighter jets apparently were for Soviet-era MiG-29s which Poland inherited from East Boston, from East Germany, uh, when the Berlin Wall fell back in 1989. So these are older planes. They're over 30 years old. Uh, but Kiev, Ukraine has been looking for F-16s from the U.S. Uh, and we have not given Ukraine F-16s. So now Poland has given Ukraine four planes uh, of theirs, um, MiG-29s. Um, if one of these gets involved in anything, I wonder what the implications are. Obviously, Poland is a member of NATO, and under Article 15, any attack on one member of NATO is to be construed as an attack on all the members of NATO. So, with that as a setup, my question is, as much as we want to support Ukraine in this heroic battle against the Russians, this brutal, brutal assault by the Russians, are we, are we slow walking or sleepwalking toward a confrontation with Russia? Uh, this war has now been going on for into month number 13. Uh, tremendous losses on both sides, without question. But our sanctions against Russia does not seem to have done what we had hoped it would do, which is to um, basically destroy the Russian economy. The Russian economy is actually arguably doing better than our economy right now. Um, what are the implications here? Is anyone else, anyone out there worried at all um, that we might be 
slowly moving inexorably in a direction that could put us in a more direct confrontation with Russia. Those are my questions. Uh, 617-254-1030, 888-929-1030. Uh, there was a fairly controversial statement made by the governor of Florida, I guess soon to be a Republican presidential candidate, uh, suggesting that maybe our support for Ukraine uh, is, is, is more than he would be comfortable with. I don't know if he phrased it that way, but let's um, let's go to phone calls. Um, 617-254-1030, and 617-931-1030. I think this is an incredibly important topic. I think it's one of the most important topics that we have ever talked about on Nightside. And the reason I say that is quite simple. If we somehow were to stumble in uh, or to find ourselves in a direct confrontation with Russia, uh, as a consequence of what we are doing uh, in Ukraine, and I think what we're doing in Ukraine is necessary, and um, uh, and it's amazing what the Ukraine military has done. But could we be slowly but surely moving much too close, much too close to what could be, could be World War Three? That's my concern. I suspect some of you may be concerned about it, and some of you may not be concerned about it. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to join the conversation. Coming back on Nightside. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. So we have a bunch of calls. And again, whenever I do foreign policy, and particularly war and peace, a lot of women seem to not be willing to participate in the conversation. And I am disappointed by that. Because I know that I have a lot of strong women callers, uh, and I want you, this is a very serious conversation we're going to have uh, in the next, I think, the next two hours. I hope in the next two hours. And that is whether or not there's a couple of developments uh, in the last um, couple of days that uh, may seem unrelated, but they're not. They're not. For a Russian plane to take down a U.S. drone intentionally? Um there's no question it was done intentionally. Uh, anyone who's watched the videotape will agree with that. It wasn't. It wasn't a near miss. It was. It was an actual um, a collision. Um, and the drone, of course, no match for, <laughs> with its size compared to a um, uh, a, a Russian plane and uh, a Russian fighter plane. And then this other question is that now the president of Poland. Uh, has basically given four of his military aircraft uh, to Ukraine. Poland is a part of NATO, and we are committed uh, it, with NATO that an attack on NATO, anyone from NATO, is an attack on all. Uh, so it's going to get a little dicey, I think, in the days ahead, and the question is, are we sleepwalking into a deeper potential conflict with Russia. The only lines that are open are 617-931-1030. Going to start it off with Bill in Danvers. Bill, first up this hour on this issue, critically important issue. Um, what what say you? Well, I mean, you know, anyone that has any sort of sense should be deeply concerned, even a partial understanding of history. I mean, uh, you know, Russia, I mean, you can disagree with them about everything, but I mean, you know, everyone had trouble with them. I mean, Hitler couldn't do it. You know, I mean, our military certainly, the shape is in, isn't going to be able to do it. 
You know, I heard a guy on the other day, he said, the best we could do is field 50,000 battle troops. The services are in terrible shape. I mean, we're not pumping our own oil. I don't know how we're going to run the Navy and everything else. And uh, I guess we'll have to rely on the Saudis, right? And uh, Good luck with that. You know, and it won't, yeah, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're miscalculating. Everything gets closer and closer. I mean, you, you can, you know, Russia obviously was aggressive. But it, in a way, it's their backyard. I mean, if it was going on in Mexico and Russia was flying drones like that, what would we do? Okay? The same deal, you know? And um, eventually, uh, you know, there's no no de-escalation here. Even during the Cold War, there was hot spots around. You know, they'd meet Geneva and this, and after the Cuban Missile Crisis, they put the red phones in. So there was back channels and some de-escalation, and, you know, everyone kind of, there was, you know, ebb and flow. This here, nobody's reached out. They just keep ratcheting it up. And, and Putin, he knows that, you know, he can't just turn tail and run. He'd be done. So, you know, there's there's no, I mean, he, he was over in Crimea anyhow in 2014. So I would at least start there and say, listen, he's been there since 2014. So, you know, you got to do something to let him save face. The Ukrainians, I mean, they're taking big losses. They've held up. That's because we're giving them the weapons. But they just keep ratcheting up with the weapons. Everything gets closer. And then they're going to probably use at some point a small tactical nuke, you know, and then and they're going to think that, you know, we won't respond and back down. But then things will just spiral out of control. And uh, that'll be it. I'll tell you. But they have that emergency thing that comes on once in a while, the emergency alert system. Mm -hmm. The other day, I'll tell you, I stood up and I I said, hey, this might be it. I mean, really, uh, you know, and. you know, I, well, the, I feel prob- bad the problem the too, the, the problem too, and the calculation here is when you think about it, um, Putin supposedly sick. He's been sick for a while. So what happens if this guy is sick? I mean, physically sick, uh, and he's holding on, and then he comes to the realization, or maybe he's come to the realization already that hey, um, my time is up. His time is up, uh, and he figures might as well go out with a bang. I mean that that yeah, would wor- yeah. worry me too. I mean, yeah, you know. No, I, I hope we have people on the inside in Russia who can tell us what his mindset is like. But I don't trust him. I think he's irrational. Uh, I think that that for him to continue this fight and lose tens of thousands of Russian troops uh, shows his irrationality. It's it's a it's a um, it's an increasingly scary situation, Bill, to me. And I just want people to hey, think hey. about it. That's all. And, 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 you know, one other thing, whenever we have economic problems, I look at the banks, I don't have a good feeling. I'm in business and I'm, I'm watching this. When there's big problems at home like this, similar to when we had the Depression or we had other economic problems, a big war usually follows. Dan. Something oh, happens. I am very, well, again, I, it was certainly a justifiable war in World War II, but I think you're absolutely yeah. um, correct on that. Um, and um, And there are those who would like to... You know, people will talk about the military-industrial complex and all of that, but it is a real thing out there, and they, uh, they're they looking to produce weapons. Simple as that. Bill, yeah. appreciate appreciate your call. Thank yeah. you much. A word of caution. You got Take it. Care. Thank you. Good night. 617-254-1030, All men on the lines, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go next to Leo in Linfield. Hi, Leo. How are you? Oh, Dan. How are you? Very good. I'm doing just great. Always great to hear your voice. You have um, been in many parts of the world, 
and you are well, a wise man. What are your thoughts? And um, you uh, well, love to know your thoughts. Well, I've been uh, very thoughtful for a year now. Things are not looking good. I hope uh, we're not going to have the trap of Thucydides over there. Hmm. Uh, we're getting closer and closer and closer. The troops are going there. Uh, I'm watching the Greek news over there today. They had like unloaded in uh, Alexandropolis up uh, in the northern uh, Greece uh, base. A lot of uh, ammunition, a lot of uh, artillery, a lot of. Uh... So this thing is getting escalated every day. Now, you know the Thucydides trap, right? I'm sorry, what was that, Leo? The Thucydides trap, you know, when you have too many uh, fronts to uh, to face, maybe the Chinese are behind that, too. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I don't, I, I think that the Chinese are more actively involved in this than it is appearing to us. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in our military right now, um, because so much has happened in the last year or so, and particularly with Afghanistan. I'm afraid that, you know, as Ronald Reagan said, countries don't end up in wars because they are too strong, but they end up in wars be- because they are too weak. And I well, hope that that Russia's not looking at us and saying, "Well, they they turned they didn't know even how to retreat from Afghanistan effectively." Um, well. You see, the previous caller, he said something uh, very important about the economic uh, problems. Yes. Now, the trillions, uh, they are over 30 trillions, the deficit, right? Now, how many? How much money is like in uh, uh, 401ks of people? Maybe just about the same amount, right? Mm-hmm. That's a p- pretty good was, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot, of people, a lot of people, well, even with, with the money in the stock market in the last, um, the, just the see last the couple of weeks. Yeah. See the banks today. We have another bank, and then the other the other ones are stepping in. So I'm pretty uh, outside. I don't have uh, any uh, inside ideas. But hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. One thing after the other, in, in my lifetime, we never had this four, like, uh, uh, crisis. Uh, war, number one, uh, uh, war like a critical war, the way it is over there for a year right now, yep. 250,000 people like dead, yeah. you know, we're talking about massacre. Now we have a uh, chain problem, like supply chain, pandemia, pandemia. Yep. another problem. Now we have starvation in many parts of the world. 
So those four problems, yeah. they they cannot they are not invisible. The people are starving, and then there is arrest in the society. You see, the guys are going to fishing up for a, for a male, uh, going after the mailman. We never had these problems. Yeah. So a lot of uh, uh, things are scary. Things are very are very scary, and that's why we're talking about it tonight. Leo, yeah, as yeah. always, great to hear your voice, my friend. Um, uh, I'm going to be up. Um, I'm going to be up in your area uh, in late April. So um, we're going to uh, we're going to get together and see each other in late April. I'm going up I there. I hope and, uh, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, when we're going to do the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will talk to you. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. All the best for you and your family, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to, uh, tomorrow. Right back at you, Leo. Okay. We'll all be Irish tomorrow. Fair enough. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, my friend. We'll take a quick break. Here's the news coming back on Nightside right after this. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. We have, by the way, an interesting uh, split among some of the um, various presidential candidates. Obviously, President Biden is saying he will be with Ukraine as long as it takes. I think that's pretty um, close to uh, an accurate characterization. Um. Of the, of the of the Biden position, so now we have um, both um, former President Trump and his um, primary challenger, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, uh, saying that uh, Ukraine really is not in the uh, the, the primary interest of the United States. Um, DeSantis' statement is, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence, and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Um, it's, it's an issue we need to discuss. Jim and Canton. Jimmy, you are next on Nightside. Welcome. Uh, how are you doing, Dan? Good job. You know, I, I heard I heard one of those commentators on the radio today say that uh, the reason why I called you up, he says that if things go bad for Ukraine over there, that NATO's going to uh, slide into Ukraine and not going to let Ukraine fall, and the Russians know that. Well, I don't know, and it doesn't matter who the commentator was. I I think that would be, um, that would be the start of World War Three. Uh, in my opinion, uh, because after the losses that Russia has um, has suffered, um, that would be the beginning of World War III. Um, so I, I don't know who that commentator was, but I, I find that to be. Uh, although, again, the the Polish sending four um, uh, four you know fighter planes to to uh, uh, four MiG MiG twenty nines to Ukraine today. Uh, it takes another step across a, a, a line that I did, wasn't sure was going to be crossed. Well, we just see one of the reasons why, uh, Joe. I, I mean, uh, Dan, that, uh, that that Biden didn't send send an F sixteen planes over there. I always said you looked the last time I called you. You, know, you said it's only five hundred miles from Moscow to Ukraine. You know, yeah, right. You, things are so bad in Ukraine that so many buildings have been knocked down. You know, if you gave the gave Ukrainians some X sixteenth. Some pilot might hop in and head for Moscow. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility, but you would you would assume and hope that the, that that would never happen. But now you have some some um, uh, some MiG twenty nines. I'm not an expert. 
in the capacity, the capability of various, um, you know, type type military aircraft. But look, these are coming directly from Poland to Ukraine, and Poland is a member of NATO. So have we crossed another line here, or at least have we gotten a little closer to the line we don't want to cross? We'll have to see. There you are. See. No. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate your All call. Right. Great, great observations. Appreciate you continue to listen to us. Let me go too. Uh, we're gonna go where I'm, I'm going. We had a female caller and we lost. We're back to all men callers. It's amazing on issues of war and peace. Uh, men jump to the to the phones and women don't. I'm again. It's it's. I'm surprised and disappointed. Jeff in Waltham. Jeff, you're next on Night Cycle. Right ahead. Okay. Good evening, Dan. I think it's imperative that we avoid any military confrontation with the Russians. But I want to raise this question. What actually constitutes a confrontation? For instance, if a Polish plane, okay, were to be in a dogfight with a Russian plane, does that constitute a military confrontation? I shouldn't say Polish, I mean, Polish donated plane uh, were in a military uh, dogfight with a Russian plane. Is that sufficient to constitute a confrontation between the two nations? Okay, that you know, depends how you define the terms. Now, I, I think it, I think it's whoever wants to define those terms. I don't think there's some rule book, international rule book, that we can I go to. I thought there were international laws, you know, concerning such matters. No, I don't know. Uh, and guess what? I don't think it matters if Vladimir Putin thinks that the presence of uh, Polish planes in Ukraine uh, is uh, gives him justification to strike Poland. Because Poland has in, interjected themselves physically, you know, it's it what it's what Putin thinks, and I'm just saying is does this give him that that ability? To say, well, I'm going to hit Poland now. Now we are into uh, NATO being involved in it, and once NATO's involved, everybody's got to be involved. But don't you think it's imperative to uh, differentiate between equipment? And manned vehicles, you know, manned. I, I, I uh, hear what you're saying, but I don't think it matters to Putin. I really don't. I, 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 hmm. I, I'm telling you right now. Um, well, he's not a dumb guy. Well, he's a he's a he's a megalomaniac. He's a dictator. He has he has done. Uh, and engaged in, in what many people consider to be war crimes. He'll never be tried for those war crimes because we're never going to defeat him militarily in, in a conventional war and, and, and take him to Nuremberg like we took the German officials following World War II. But I'm saying when you do this, it's you're dealing with somebody on the other side who is sick, physically sick. The speculation is he might be suffering from a terminal disease. What you know? I mean, the best thing Why? would happen would be if Putin would die. Now, I hope that whoever comes behind Putin will be a little more um, willing to at least reason, have reasonable conversations. I mean, th- this yeah. is worrisome. That's well, all I'm saying, Jeff. It may be, well, maybe maybe it's, it's serious. Let me ask you this: Yeah, why don't we have both sides define clearly what constitutes a military attack? Okay, is it uh, by by dint of equipment? 
or does it have to I be manning of Jeff, you're asking a really good question to which I don't have the answer, nor am I going to tell you that I think I have the answer. I think that the problem is it's in Putin's head, whatever it is. That's the problem. And I think that by by in, inserting four Polish planes, that might be enough for Putin to say, okay, now NATO's involved. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think there's a rule. I don't think that, there's a rule somewhere. Use it as a pretext. Yeah, I don't think there's a rule somewhere that says, okay, rule forty-five B, section three. If NATO planes cross into Ukrainian airspace and engage a Russian pilot um, in a Russian plane, that constitutes. No, I don't think so. I think that. Well, I think the terms should be clearly defined Good, by both sides. Great idea. Great idea. Let's, let's, have, let's have a conference. Let's, let's see if we can get a conference in Geneva. I think it's way past that time, Jeff, is all I'm saying. Here. I That's hope right. not. I hope not as well. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate your idea. Let's Happy see what St. people Patrick's think about it. Day. All right. Thank you much. We're going to go next, too. All right. Um, I got Sandy in West Roxbury. Sandy, you called in. We got you up. Go right ahead, Sandy. <laughs> Hi. Um, first of all, I do support Ukraine totally, sure. but I don't think it matters whether we're there or not because I think he, I think Putin is just another Hitler, and if we, what happens if Ukraine? He's going to try something else. He's he's working for war. That's what he wants. Well, I don't think he he. Well, you said it. He's a megalomaniac and a few other things we could call him. And as you said too, it's his perception of things. And like the guest you had last night, you know, when he was when she was talking about Mein Kampf and said, you know, the thing about these dictators is they tell the truth. And what does Putin want? He he wants control of you know what what Russia had before. Only once he gets that, got the busy to get it, he's not going to stop there. Well, uh, uh, I mean, that, I just don't think we. It, it's not up to us. I don't think that I'm, I don't think that truly that this would have happened if Joe Biden weren't so weak, but it has happened, and I don't think that there's any way out. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I think you might be right. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, I, I, for the first time today, when I when I saw them take down a U.S. drone, a Russian plane take down a U.S. drone, and it was done intentionally. There's no question yeah, about that. Absolutely. No question about that. So yeah. that's the first. That's the first uh, concern that I had. And then when I see that um, uh, that Poland is sending um, warplanes to, um, uh, to, to 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 Ukraine, um, uh, that makes me uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. It's going to make a difference in the war. Well, um, I mean, the other thing is, might. we can say peace in our time, and you know what that means. <laughs> Nothing. You betcha. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, That's really how I feel. Thank you for checking in, as always. I appreciate it very much. Have a great night. All night. right. I'm so sorry it's so bad, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I wish, anyway, I, could, I, wish I could put a, a, a shine on the sneaker and say uh, there's nothing to worry about. I, I think I'd be doing a disservice if I said that, okay? Yeah. Thank you much. Talk to you. Thanks. Bye bye. We'll take a very quick break. Coming back on Nightside. Again, are we, are we inching closer, uh, or to put it another way, are we sleepwalking toward a um, a confrontation with Russia? That's my question. You have the answers. Coming back on Nightside. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ Boston's News Radio. Keep rolling here. Going to go to um, Andy in Pennsylvania. Andy in Pennsylvania next on Nightside. Go ahead. 
Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing just great, Andy. You're taking all of this. What's your thought? Well, uh, um, my first thought is is the only rule in war is don't lose. That's, um, a, big, that's a big one. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, we want to talk about, you know, we'd like to have all these rules codified. But if we were losing a war and there was a chance we could win, but our president came out and said, well, according to the rules, we can't do that, so I guess we lose. Yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't accept that, all right? Right. And, yes, we did try the Germans after World War II, the Nazi criminals, for their war crimes, all right? But did anyone try the United States for the firebombing of Dresden? Uh, no, is, uh, but, again, we won the war, so therefore we get to hold the trials. Right. Right, exactly. So that happened because we won. So the so the only real rule, rule of war is don't win. Um, don't we lose. fly the drones. Don't, don't lose. lose. Yeah, 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 sorry. Not, yeah, don't lose. Sorry. Right. We fly the drones unmanned because they're designed to go on the most dangerous types of missions that we don't want to risk pilots on. And the drone was clearly being flown in support of the Ukrainians. Okay? So... I understand why Russia took it down, and I also understand it's not as uh, reckless as everyone wants to think because that was the whole purpose of the unmanned drone was okay. to be able to do things so the, that are that. Okay, fair that enough. So, so you don't you you disagree with me, and you think that is not a uh, a, a, a harbinger of, of great concern that that's just part of the part of the game we're playing we're playing here. That is, it was what I think you're saying, and, and I'm not trying to diminish yeah. what you're saying by by no, characterizing no, no. it that way, right? No, I, I I agree with you. Okay, we want to make it. We we, we want to okay, play so let it. Me ask, let, let me let me let me take the other story. Poland okay. sends four um, uh, planes, um, MiG twenty yes. nines, to Ukraine. How do you think um, yes. Putin's going to look at that? Uh, the same way he looked at President Biden when President Biden said, we're going to send 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. We've been sending material equipment to Ukraine okay. all along. All right. The planes are just another piece of material equipment. Why, haven't we, why, haven't people... we sent, why haven't we sent F-16s? The reason why we haven't sent F-16s is because, uh, ostensibly, the Ukrainian fighter pilots don't know how to fly the F-16. They know how to fly the MiGs that Poland gave them because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. They need Look, we're not going to send the Abrams tanks for close to a year because the crews need to train on the Abrams tanks first so they know how to use them. It's the same thing with the F-16. The Ukrainian pilots don't know how to, don't know how to operate an F-16 to its fullest efficiency, they'd need at least a year's training in the United States before we could give them F-16s. The okay, whole reason so, Poland wanted to give them MiG-29... Okay. I hope is, you're right. I, I hope you're right in that these are two relatively inconsequential incidents. Well, I, I don't know that they're inconsequential. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm starting to say the whole reason we use the drones is because of the type of mission they can go on. Yeah, no, I got it. I, I, I totally, I get that. I think you made those points, yeah. and I, and they were made well, and um, I'm going to keep rolling here, okay? Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Rashid in Dorchester. Rashid, your thoughts on what's going on the last uh, 48 hours or so over in the area of the world that we're concerned about? 
I think one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is, in my opinion, I think Zelensky has become a psychopath. And I'm saying this because here's a man that is talking about a large offensive on Russia. Here's a man who's speaking about going for Crimea. I think he's lost his mind. He has no interest in peace. And I think, you know, I can't say he's as bad as Putin, but I think he's starting to flirt with Putin territory because this guy, he just wants our money. He's not interested in peace. And well, he's, like, he's also the head of a country that's, that's being attacked, <laughs> brutally attacked by a far that. superior military power. Yeah, and if that's the case, you've proven yourself. You, pr- you prevented them, thanks to Uncle Sam, from getting to Kiev. You prevented them from overthrowing your government. Okay, you, you gained a little victory there. So Kind, kind why, of a big why? victory. Kind of. I mean, it's, it's not inconsequential. But my question is, okay, so, so where does that take you, Rashid, in terms of what's the next move? What do you think? Uh, well, the next, well, I, to be honest with you, I can't say what the next move is because we have a president who, as you just wonderfully quoted, says we're in it with Ukraine for the long run. So if Zelensky's goal is to take Crimea, Crimea it becomes our goal now. So I, I, I can't foresee, I think I'm happy, I'm happy that McCarthy is the Speaker of the House and we're no longer sending them any more money. I mean, we spent, I think, 140-something billion in Afghanistan in 20 years. And over in over one year, we have given these guys over a hundred million. And so I, I'm happy that the finance is have stopped. But I, I can't. I think that we may enter a third world war. And 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 to be honest with you, if we all have to sit back and say we're entering the wars and all wars that would probably kill the vast majority of people in that region, the vast majority of people in our military, um, and to say, oh yeah, we're doing this because of Ukraine. I think it's really dumb. Um, I think the fact that we're still a part of NATO is, is, is disgraceful. I think NATO is an alliance we shouldn't be a part of anymore because it brings us no benefit. They are the ones who are winning. They were spending 1.4% of their GDP when they were supposed to spend two. And these guys are the ones who finance the Russian industrial, uh, the Russian military industrial complex because they wanted to continuously rely on the number one biggest source of Russian revenue, which is their natural gas, while abusing us for money. I think it's a complete disaster. It's a mess. I don't know what Congress could do to, uh, especially the House, could do to really put a slowdown on this. I mean, the Chinese look like they were positioning themselves to broker the peace agreement, and if they do, how dumb will we look? But also the Chinese, I think that one thing that we have done that we have been trying to avoid doing for a very long time is preventing the Chinese and the Russians from coming together. We could beat China alone. We could beat Russia alone. But when they're together, which they're coming closer together, we're creating a bigger problem. And and, and as I've been saying, the Russians have won the war. I, I hate to say it, but they won. They, they gotta, well, well, I don't agree with that, but 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 in order for for that to be a fact, Zelensky's going to have to understand that. Right, he has to understand it, and I'm going to tell you why they won, Dan. Because Zelensky cannot beat the rush, the whole entire Russian army. He cannot beat them. No, I know that, but, but, if, but but if he can hold them off, and if if um, God um, uh, uh, allows Putin to die. 
<laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You make great points. Yeah. You make great points Thanks, as always, man. Rashid. I appreciate your call. We will talk soon. Thank you much, my friend. All right. Take care. We got the 11 o'clock news to uh, Michael and Steve in Bridgewater and Michael and Attleboro, Kevin in Pennsylvania, Jacques, who just called in in Lowell. The only two lines that are open are 617-931-1030. Ladies, jump on board here. I need to hear your voices on this. Back on Nightside after the 11. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.